going into my basketball. Every time I rock, man, this is how we rap and raw. Peace to my man. Now we got the camera out. Every time I spit it, cross over the Hello everyone, this is Josh, also known as Yashu, and you're tuning into the 30th episode of the TLOI Talks Out Podcast. You know, we just made it for this amazing milestone right here, and I congratulate everyone for tuning in all throughout the years. How are you guys doing today? Like, we're gonna set this up, like, very well and all that, you know. Thank you for watching, and, you know, we'll definitely uh, tune in, and make sure you tap in for other ways, uh, too. So, let's get it started right here, you know. So, I think there's a lot to talk about this artist, too, like... Known for his 2021 project release, Full Circle, as well as his PLEP series. He recently dropped the, his PLEP Volume 3 just a couple days back. You know, it has like features from Villa, Dex Ray, uh, Noel Pink, and much more. And he's been covered on Rolling Stone India, Complex, and Much Music Canada. Performed at Canadian Music Week, Desi Fest at Young Dundas Square, Launch Music Festival, North by Northeast, and opened uh, for Cardinal Official and all that. He's all over your TikToks, all over your YouTubes, and everything like that. And he's the official artist ambassador in Brampton in partnership with the Brampton Arts Organization. It is with Legendary Hearts today that we have the legendary Spitty, also known as Spitty95. How are you doing today, hey, bro? Hey, dope intro. Yeah, legendary intro. Appreciate it. I'm doing pretty good, bro. After that, I feel pretty hyped up, you know? Yeah, Smiling man. Smiling right now. Yeah, that was, that was nice. Yeah, yeah, man. How are you feeling, bro? I'm all, I'm all right, man. You know, like my second cup of coffee uh, throughout the day, too. It's getting turned off. <laughs> pretty much, man. You know, it's just like with the vibes and all that. For the big dirty. Yeah, man. You got to like do it well, like either way. Do it big as well, too. You know, and like, you know, I actually managed to check you out just last year um, at a showcase at Canadian Music Week um, at Bar Cathedral. Mm -hmm. We talked about this like earlier, too, and all that. You know, your performance was like very like dope here and there. You managed to get like the crowd going and everything else, too. And you know, it was just a vibe. You know, I had to check out the music too. Like the e the project full circle was like too amazing and all that. And like I've noticed you've worked with like other people that you know I've managed to like tab in with uh, before with Dutchie, Noel Pink, you know, also with Villa, also with like you know Versatile Vigilante and everyone else too. And like you know the music and everything else, it's been dope. And like even with your social media rise, it's like crazy. And like I've noticed it throughout like many interviews with many like songs with many showcases it's like interesting to see in that sense you know yeah bro i appreciate that i'm just trying to tap into everything i can you know i see a podcast i see a showcase i'm like yo how can i how can i get myself on there you know just trying to tap into all the avenues yeah. and work with everybody build a community and just grow your level up and you know that's what we're doing that's how we got here i guess yeah, yeah so no appreciate sure, you. Man, you know? <laughs> no, for sure man we definitely had to get you on here you know like to kind of get the fans going to kind of get everyone to tap yes, in as well sir. too and you know, I know that we've already, like, covered, like, the life story and everything else, too, from other interviews through your songs and all that. So this is more so kind of, like, you know, what fans don't know about you or, like, with anything else, too. Like, to kind of pick your uh, brain for a bit, too, and I want to start off. So, you know, your parents are from Gujarat and all that. You are of Gujarati descent uh, in that sense, too. So growing up with parents from Gujarat, describe to me more about your Gujarati culture in your life as well as, like, in your household and, like, in general in that sense. Yeah, for sure, bro. Like, you'd rather people pretty, pretty calm, you know, yeah. like pretty disciplined and orderly. Yeah. And they just, they're about their business. They, they own a lot of businesses, you yeah, know, in America, man. there's like a um, stereotype called like the Patel Motels because like oh, true, mad true. motels are owned yeah. by Patels. I own Patel too. So it's actually, it's actually a real stereotype. Like when we go to America, like we would just stop at like random family friends places. I don't even know where these motels are. You're in like the middle of nowhere. Probably get some sick discounts, but yeah, uh, they own a lot of like subways and stuff too. You'll see them, you'll see us around everywhere, yo. But it was cool, like. But the thing was, is growing up in Brampton, like everybody's brown and like from some sort of immigrant culture. So a lot of us, yeah. like, 
um, rejected and like people were like, you know, to be honest, I didn't I didn't really bring like brown food to school, but other people who like if you brought brown food or whatever, like you might get made fun of and like by other brown kids, you know, some crazy concepts. So like I, I would definitely say like earlier on, I wasn't too into um, my own culture. I was more into just like what was going on here in Canada and yeah, like hip hop and all that. And it wasn't until like way later, like even when I started making music in high school, I didn't really incorporate any of that into my music. But later, years later, I started mixing in all like the samples and stuff yeah, and then that really influenced it. So kind of had to like come around and like yeah, yeah. realize like, yo, there's a, there's value in that culture and, I, and yeah. we shouldn't be rejecting it. You know, I think the world's changed too. Like at this point, people who are younger probably don't experience it the same way, you know, being in Brampton, but it was just a um, different time back then. Yeah, no, I'm still man. And like, I've noticed like more so with Toronto and with everywhere else, it's more like Punjabi people than like Gujarati people and all that, even though the Gujarati like population in Toronto is like very like interesting too, like especially with the language too. So, you know, I wanted to figure out like what were like the differences between Gujaratis and like Punjabis like in that sense too, like for people who might not know like in that sense. Yeah, one thing, especially with the music, is that Punjabi people definitely have a scene, like a music scene. Yeah. There's not really a Gujarati music scene like that. We have like our like traditional cultural music, um, like Garba music and stuff. But Punjabi people have like their own traditional music, uh, and they have all this modern music that's like taken yeah. over, you know. So yeah. they're definitely kind of more of like the the like louder like party yeah. people of, of of India. There's other cultures too, like in the south and stuff. But if you just compare those two, because like they're they're both in the north and they neighbor each other, we're definitely more like yeah. the calm ones, you know, just doing doing yeah. things behind the scenes, yeah. more like administrative and stuff. Yeah, so a lot of my family members, I mean, even even in, in Punjabi people, most people go into more like straightforward fields. But in the music scene, you see a lot more of them. A lot of my family members, I'm really the only one doing music. Everyone yeah, else yeah. is doing like accounting or. Yeah computer science yeah. which i did too you know so and I'm, i know what you mean man and i know that there's like this one weird stereotype that a lot of people have for uh, gujarati people and like it's kind of like how gujarati people are like cheap or stingy and all that <laughs> i don't yeah. know if you want to like kind of like dip back along that or something like that <laughs> i guess like uh people have that stereotype about indian people and some asian people in general but within the indian people like gujarati people are like some like next level of it i don't know but it's uh what can I say, yo? It's pretty, it's pretty true. Like, my family definitely was pretty frugal, you know? Like, yeah. But it comes from um, more of just the way they operate. I think, like, a lot of them are in businesses and, like, entrepreneur, yeah, entrepreneurial things are more like self-owned yeah. businesses, family businesses and stuff. So all your expenses and everything is kind of related, you know? Yeah. So you sort of think about things in different ways, and they're always just trying to prosper. But sometimes it could be, sometimes it could be kind of, too much, you know, yeah, like, uh, it's good to like live a little. So I definitely try to like live my life a little more with enjoy enjoyability, you know, and not yeah. try to be too like stringent on trying to be like, yo, just save everything and like, yeah. and be super cheap. But it's, it's, uh, it's, it's there. It's for sure part of the culture. And, uh, that's what, that's what a lot of business too is like in India and like Asia, you get a lot of like bartering and haggling yeah. and stuff like that. So it's kind of the culture to be like trying to like, get what you can so yeah. when that comes into this world it doesn't always make sense but it comes across as cheap i guess no no most definitely man and you know to get more onto your story for a bit too like you've talked about like going to like western university for like comp sci for a bit too so tell me more about that experience and you know obtaining that B bcs in comp sci and you know just like your experience going to western and what school life uh, was like uh, back then like in the mid 2010s like tw late 2020 late 2010s in that sense too yeah, no, nah, going to Western was sick, bro. Like, I actually picked it because 
There's a couple of different schools I was trying to pick. Well, Ew. in computer science, the main one's like Waterloo. That's like yeah. the one that's like the best school. It's like one of the best schools in the world. Yeah. But you need some next crazy yeah. high average to get in there, and I didn't get it. So then after <laughs> that, I was picking schools based on more of the vibe and the yeah. experience I was going to get. So yeah. some crazy thing that was like in twenty, like early 2010s, there was like an article, like top 10 party schools by Damn Playboy right. magazine. Yeah. And Western ended up being like fourth on the list. Yeah. And I don't even know how because they never did that article again. And, and and I seen that, and I was like, yo, that's pretty sick. And I started looking into it, and <laughs> yeah. it looked like a lit school. So I went there, and it was actually pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of, lot of enjoyable times. And I was more focused on trying to become a rapper than I was a computer scientist, you know? Yeah. So I didn't put too much effort into the computer science. Like, I was kind of just doing the bare minimum. A lot of this stuff's interesting, but it takes yeah. a lot of work, you know? Uh-huh. And with computer science, you got to do a lot of stuff on the side. Like, you got to yeah. be doing a lot of extra projects and building your own apps and like hackathons and all this kind of stuff yeah, that man. I wasn't trying to invest in because I was trying to put my free time into just having fun or making music, you know? Yeah, no. So that's how it went down. And uh, yeah, I would say it was, it was, it was overall a sick experience. Like if I wasn't trying to make music, I probably would have been having even more fun and stuff. <laughs> and going even crazier, but yeah. I try to keep it toned, you know, but like yeah, true, true. a lot of, a lot of growth there for sure. Coming from true, Brampton, true. it's just like mad yeah. Brown people. And in Western, it's like the opposite, you know, yeah. it's like mostly white people. So really a culture yeah. shock. As I was like getting into it, though, like the later years, there's more international students. Yeah. So it kind of balanced out like yeah. uh, it's, it's, the, the demographic is probably a little different now. Yeah. You know, I started there like almost 10 years ago. So uh, it was a different time. But yeah. now nah, I was sick, bro. They even have football games where they have like a real horse. Like it's, it's called a Western Mustang. So Not they have like true. a real Mustang that like freaking runs up and down when you get a touchdown. Pretty lit. Yeah. Yeah, man, Can't and like lie. I mean, also uh, too. Like I think after graduation, I think Juice World and like Uzi uh, performed uh, at like the Frost Week or Homecoming and all that. And like I know that like the party life is like crazy uh, for a bit too. So if you yeah, could like, yeah, give, I was like, there. I was there for the the Juice World and Uzi thing. I graduated, but I went back because that's Homecoming. <laughs> so people go back, you know, just to, like turn uh, true, up. True. And so I went back like a couple of years, twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Then after that was the pandemic, yeah. but. Uh yeah, like uh they had a bunch of people, bro. They had loud luxury and murder yeah. beats. Yeah, bro. And um and then yeah, they had juice and Uzi yeah, and that was crazy. Yeah. And I didn't even get a ticket because yeah. like I was just partying on the street the whole time, but uh you could watch it from like kind of like the outside. They yeah. had a like, fancy stuff, you just watch from the sides. Yeah, so we were bro. just me and my boy were just watching it, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, man. Because I went to like UIT and then graduated like in 2018 and all that, and like we didn't really had like a lot of shows uh, back then, but it had like a good party scene here and there. Like not as much uh, too, but uh, I know Western. It's like crazy with the parties and all that. Crazy <laughs> with like homecomings and all that. So yeah, no, it's an experience for sure. Yeah, man. And you know, just like your experience like in school and work in that sense too, because you talked about being in the tech industry uh, for a bit too. Like Gosh. I know that there's like this uh, discussion more so on the importance of like a nine to five and like an, an importance of like an education, like in that sense too. Do you feel that like seeking a nine to five or attaining an education for like schooling is more of a better approach to attain like success nowadays? Or do you feel like it's like the opposite, like with, you know, your endeavors, like in that sense too? I think you just need some sort of like stability. The The key for me with working was to make money, you know, yeah. like with music, it's really hard to make money when you're starting out. So like you need some way to survive, you know? Yeah. Especially when I was when I was at Western and I was like paying my rent or whatever and just like surviving on my ones, like had to just uh, figure out ways to make it work. So like I had an internship there and and I was working in tech and that's when I kind of realized like yo okay this is like the way I can make it sustainable you know just like work yeah. and then funnel that money like that's not being put into just like life expenses into yeah. the music and just push through like that. So 
is is necessary because if I didn't have that, like then I wouldn't just be able to survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that's why I really needed that. If you have like some other way of of pushing without having money, like some like you can just like be at home or maybe you're in high school or something, yeah. like you're in that point where it's before like you need to work to like sustain yourself, then for sure just go all in. But like I, I kind of did it that way because I needed to make the money to then now give myself the opportunity to go yeah. all in, you know. But right now I'm mainly living off my the savings that I built up from working for a few years. Yeah. And pandemic was kind of good for that because there wasn't much going on. Yeah. So it was just a good time to to keep your head down and work, yeah. you know, make some guap. And now I'm just kind of burning through that, trying to make it happen. But yeah, yeah I think I think the smart thing is to be like smart about it, you know, yeah. like have a plan and not just try to wing it because it's really, really rare to go viral. And like the, the, that goal is there, obviously, and it can happen at any point. But like um, if you if you if you keep trying and being consistent like you're giving yourself more opportunities to actually go viral and yeah. blow up but if you don't have the means to keep doing that then like you're gonna fall off you know so no. going that tech way was better too than like a nine to five that's like in uh or not nine to five but just a job that's in like a more low-paying world is that you just make you're gonna make less yeah. money doing more the same hours you know yeah. so by putting more time and effort into the schooling like in the end the, the tech jobs i was working um well, especially the last one, like it, it didn't require, it was a nine to five, but it was more chill. So like it didn't require as much time, you know? Yeah. So then even while I was working from home, I could put my time into, I had two computers going, putting my time into music, no, you know, while true, yeah, like getting yeah, paid. No, where you, you can't do that if you're working at freaking like McDonald's or like your Amazon warehouse or yeah. something, you know? You kind of have to like be on the clock. So kind of strategies to it, I guess. No, most definitely. Because like a lot of kids nowadays too, like they'll watch like TikTok, they'll be like on the internet, all that type of stuff too. And it's like, you know, they see like a rapper like doing something well or they see someone else doing well without having to do like an education or going to work and all that. And they feel like if they could do something like that, why can't I and all that? And like there's people that do try as well too because they're tired of the whole like nine to five, that whole schooling experience. And sometimes it could work, sometimes it could not work and all that too. So like even with those kids that might not be as successful like in that creative endeavor and all that like would you feel like even like like with that nine to five or that schooling do you feel like it might be that only choice or if there's like another way to attain it like would it be possible yeah i think another thing you can try doing is also just trying to find work that's like in the world that you're yeah. trying to be in you know it doesn't have to be like a typical like office job nine to five that's like super unrelated to to whatever you're trying to be in like I got homies that like um are trying to make music or whatever and then they 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 work at like venues like doing I don't know manual labor working the bar and stuff things like that but yeah. then you're kind of more in the world that you want to be in you know so that way you can make money and then also make connections or you know gain experience through that sense so there's there's different ways of like still making money that's like can also be related to your creative endeavors like as a rapper you could also start learning how to produce and engineer and then, you know, run studio sessions, especially if you have your own setup for yourself, start doing it for other people. There's different, there's different options, I think, but the, the key is to not forget about that aspect because, like, it's pretty hard to make money just as, like, a musician just trying to push your uh, songs on Spotify and just make money off streams, yeah, no, you know? Uh -huh, you no. got to be smarter about how, the, how it's going to come in. Nah, for sure, man. And, you know, just getting back onto the topic right now, like, you're recently on the 90-day uh, uh, diet, right? Or... Like <laughs> yeah, where did I even say that? Yeah, it's crazy. I think uh, we love hip hop. Like you were talking about the whole oh. like ninety day diet thing and Shout all. Shout out, we love hip hop. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's uh, yeah, man. I've been trying to get abs, bro, my whole life. I was trying to get some freaking six pack, dog. I never had a six pack, so now Not this true. year I'm like, yo, I'm super committed. This year I'm super committed on all my goals. So that's just another one we threw in there, you know. Yeah. So I just that started like beginning of April. So we're about like thirty days in. Yeah. I'm still just you know cutting off that that winter that winter bulk. You feel me? But yeah. we're about to get shredded just now. So yeah, most definitely like wait how, on that yeah, one. So like how's like that journey so far? Like I don't know if it's like you're cutting back on like certain foods or like certain drinks and all that because there's like different types of diets and all that. Yeah, pretty much just cutting back on all the excess stuff. Like not trying to drink alcohol or like uh, eat a lot of like. Uh, Late nights, like, I'll come home from events and stuff, like, going out to a lot of different things, like, four or five times a week and have, like, late night meals or, like, yeah. uh, desserts and stuff. Cut all that all that out, you know? Yeah. Not too much sugary foods and all that. Just trying to be clean, you know? Eat yeah. simple and uh, get my workouts in. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully we we make it somewhere. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see where that's going to yeah. go. Awesome. Might see some freaking thirst traps for me in a that's few months. True. And then you'll be like, yeah. ah, geez, this guy's out here. <laughs> Yeah, because there's, like, a lot of, like, other stuff, too, for, like, fasting and all that. And, like, people have, like, mm. different, like, effects and all that. I mean, like, the infamous, like, no uh, FAPA November or, like, no November <laughs> and all that. Like, some people are talking about having, like, spasms or, like, weird types of stuff and all that. I don't know, like, even with this, like, diet. <laughs> did you notice, like, the effects uh, from the diet, like, by any chance? Uh, No spasms. Definitely no spasms. Yeah, pretty chill. Pretty chill so far. But, like, definitely feeling just, you know, like, motivated when I when I, you know be hitting the scale and I feel like I'm cutting down or whatever just like feels good to like feel good you know like when you get when you get the physical goals you want just any goals you want like when you're starting to achieve them like it starts to motivate you you know so I think I think that's kind of life is like get a set some set some intentions with yourself and then try to get to those and if you make that progress you're, you're gonna feel good so right now I'm feeling pretty good Hopefully, if I get to that, I'm gonna feel even better. But we'll we'll see you. Nah, no, most definitely, man. Um, just getting onto this uh, next uh, question uh, right now. Uh, social media, because I know people usually use like social media for work and all that type of stuff too to connect with uh, like others and all that. Um, how do you feel about it nowadays too with everything going on? Yeah, no, nah, social media is super key. Yo. Without social media, I feel. Uh, yeah, no, nah, without social media, bro, I wouldn't be like where I am. You know, to be honest, a lot of my connections and growth has happened just because I've been pushing pushing on social media for example in the pandemic times like uh, in 2020 i started connecting with like different pages like hip-hop pages but uh obviously some of the ones here because that's more natural like it's happening some toronto hip-hop pages but i also started connecting with a bunch of like hip-hop pages from india and like south asia you know and then through them i realized like yo let me do like like boost posts out in in south asia and all of a sudden my music's like catching on over there you know making crazy fans out there so Without, without the power of the internet and social media, like I would have never been able to reach them from over here. So definitely there's ways to use it as a tool and there's ways to get super sucked in and lost in the sauce, you know? And it's really up to you how you use it and curate it. Like I got all my notifications off. I don't get any of those um, those little red, like the numbers. Yeah. I haven't seen those in years, you know, because I, yeah. I have all that stuff off because it drives me crazy because I'd be getting so many notifications that like I can't really... And I don't like letting it sit there, so it just bothers with, yeah, bothers me, no. you know? So I have everything turned off, and, like, I only check the apps, like, when I feel like checking them, and then yeah. I'll see what's what's new, you know? Yeah, and no, almost definitely, because, like, social media and, like, real life, too, with others that aren't into music or aren't, like, working in that sense, too, like, some people, like, kind of feel like there's, like, this whole, like, toxicity within social media, like, like especially, like, uh, with uh, TikTok and all that, with Facebook, with IG, on that whole, like, perfect, like, lifestyle and all that, like, with other people, like, will post, like, their wins and all that. It, like, usually with IG and TikTok and then, like, with Twitter, if they're, like, the trending topic, too. So, like, some people, they'll like it, some others, like, they'll don't and all that. But, like, even in that sense, too, do you feel that 
there is like this whole like toxicity, you know, just with having that whole like perfect uh, life on social media to kind of show more so your wins? Or do you feel like in that sense too, like you don't need to show like social media, like even on like those situations like that too? Like if you feel like it might be like more harmful to even like show those wins? Uh, I think that's one aspect of it is is people doing that whole like perfect lifestyle and that. But I think social media has expanded a lot and there's different types of people and you know a lot of the biggest people they they show more of the reality and like and the whole story and i think even in that there's ways to portray even the negatives or the or the the downfalls in like positive ways or spin it into like some sort of motivational story or something to learn a lesson from you know i think if even in life if you have l's like as long as you're like learning from them or growing for them then yeah. there's ways to to advance and level up off that so so I think that's more like what I'm tapped into. But yeah, like if you feel like social media is toxic, you're probably just tapped into the wrong people yeah. and in the wrong bubbles, you know? Like everyone's social media kind of gets curated to to what keeps them on yeah. the app. That's what yeah. all the apps are just trying to do is keep you on the app as yeah. long as they can, you know? know? Like TikTok, even when you back up, they hit you right back to the top, right? They show you that one more video at yeah. the top. They're like, you got to double back to make sure you want to leave this yeah. app because they're really trying to just keep you, keep you locked yeah. in there. So, you know reflect back yeah. I mean, they got they got options you know you can click like not interested and stuff i try to hit those things yeah. on the things that are whack or yeah. if it's people that i follow and like i gotta follow them or something and i don't want to see i'd be mean, just just mute them up you know like uh, i don't want to see sure. that negativity uh, for sure like most definitely because like i noticed with me too it's like i'll try to follow something that might be more interesting too like with interviews with other content as well too like i'm not really like interested in stuff that doesn't like appeal to me so like that idea of like that whole like not interested uh, section or just like switching up like the algorithm like it kind of works like either way too and that's yeah. it so man uh, I'm gonna hold this question off for now but to speak more on like the music and everything else too right. I want to get into appeal like volume three and all that yes, so sir. like in that sense how is it like different from like all like the other like volumes that you have too like I know like you always have like the annual like cypher which you had with like Villa, Dexray and like a whole lot of other artists but comparing like volume three to like all the other volume volumes like how is it different it's uh the trilogy so for me three is the the final one and i think it it does a good job of just giving you a little bit of one a little bit of two and then giving you a little bit of fresh new sound that wasn't on one or two and yeah the cypher you know like the 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 peel cypher that's kind of like closer to one because one was more rap heavy and just like more in my world that I'm more used to. And then two, two was rap too, but it also kind of branched me into like different pockets or subgenres of rap that I wasn't into as much. And that's kind of what I did with like up now with everything O'Shawn. And then village was like a song that I typically don't make a more like chilled out. Like R&B type stuff. Yeah. It was like R&B soulful rap type vibes. And you know, that's, that's like a vibe I've always been down for a lot of different vibes. I'm always down for. It's just about finding the right, the right beat, the right artist to work with so that can, can really bring the vision to life, you know? So with this one, it's only three tracks, but there's legit, what, 10 features on there. So yeah. it's like, you get a lot, I get a lot of things packed in, you know? It's like Kanye back in the, like, beautiful Dark Twisted yeah. Fantasy days, just like mad artists. You don't know yeah. what's going on, who's where, but everyone's everyone's working together and just trying to build that collaborative aspect. So Peel, you know, Brampton, Mississauga, yeah. Kaladin, got to rep the, rep the three, <laughs> and we put them in there, and that's yeah. the trilogy, nine songs. That's actually what it was initially going to be is a nine song album because, you know, the 905. Yeah. But then it was hard to to time it all out and do that. So I wanted to just start dropping. So I broke it down yeah. into three, three track EPs and boom, 
is out now. Yeah. And it's more so like your homies that like you're tapped in with like rather than like anyone like else in that sense too. Because I've noticed like there are like a lot of uh, like artists like to even like tap in with like with uh, Vi Mighty and like Bushman and also with like Alicia Cara, Toby, all those other people too. But you know, you're more tapped in with like your homies and all that too. So like in the future, would you ever like have like, you know, songs for Toby or Havaya or anyone else to like to make that whole like Peel project like very big someday if you were to do like a volume four or like a Peel project album in that sense? For sure. Yeah, that could be the next level for sure to get all the bigger artists and that on it. And yeah, I just wanted to keep it like pretty organic. You know, some of the artists like Fame Holiday and everything with Sean, I hadn't worked with before, but over the last year, I just sort of, you know, built the connections and, and made that happen. And, you know, they're they're kind of bigger artists than myself, but they're trying to elevate. So there's some people who are who are I'm trying to bring up, some people who are helping bring me up. You know, we're just trying to build that community and, and other artists, yeah, Havai Mighty have met. You know, Toby, I haven't met him in person, but I've I've seen his work from, oh, from years yeah. before, back when he was Tech Rhymes. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be yeah, it'd be sick to work with a lot yeah. of these artists. So that's just things we'll get to for sure over time. Yeah. No, most definitely. I don't know if anyone else like actually like tapped in with this question too, but how did you become like the artist ambassador in Brampton with that partnership with the BAO and how is it like receiving that accolade for the first time? Did you feel like that life changed for you like in a way in that sense? They pretty much just reached out to me like end of last summer saying like we're about to hit up a bunch of people like to who who kind of represent Brampton on like a, you know, on a big stage and I guess for me, like, from my perspective, it's just, I always, you know, always been repping Brampton, like, since I started rapping, you know, that was always something that was, like, that was, like, big for me, like, to, you know, never put, like, Toronto in my bio and stuff, and to not be, like, faking where I'm from, and to let people know, because, like, a lot of people just hate on Brampton, even from within, and so, I didn't really see any need for that, like, it's not a crazy city, there's not much going on, but there's not that much to hate on either, it's just, like, a regular place, but we got a lot of talent, a lot of people that pop out of there, so I was just trying to, you know, represent the name and um, I go to a lot of events and just connect with the people and always showing love to, to different things in the city so they just kind of recognize that and there's definitely artists that are bigger than me who didn't get hit up for for that and and from my perspective that's just because they don't they don't always rep it in the same way there's yeah. some artists who you probably don't even some of us don't even know that they're from Brampton they're probably from Brampton you know because yeah. they've been claiming like Toronto yeah. this whole time or whatever yeah. so yeah that's that's how they that's how they did it and then they made it official like you mentioned Havaya Mighty yeah. she's one of them and um Director X is one, and, and Rupi Kaur, and, like, some other people in the yeah. film world, and uh, in the art space, K-Ray, and, and Rusna, and, and, and uh, did it change my life? Nah, not really, it didn't change my life, but what I would say is, like, it sort of changes, like, the perception of, of my life, you know, like, people, like, when you get these big, big accolades, yeah. people, nothing really changes necessarily through the accolade, but the way people see you changes, yeah. and then their actions or the way they like treat you changes and then that yeah. actually results in like your life leveling up and so it's so almost like self-fulfilling prophecy but like the thing itself doesn't necessarily change your life it's hard to explain but people just need to see that like other people are recognizing you because we're all you know social creatures at the end of the day came from the jungles and you know we're just yeah. we're just trying to like be working as a society in whatever capacity that it is and so yeah, did it, did it did it change my life? Not not directly, but indirectly. You know, it's, it's yeah. helped me level up and yeah, like yeah. everyone. You know, that's yeah. a, that's a sick title to have. You know, I've been big enough Branson since the beginning, and like yeah. to 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 have it officially recognized, pretty pretty legit. Yeah, no, most definitely, man. Because I like I saw like an IG story like a while back too. I think this is just like maybe like some hours ago. Um, and you were talking about like why they're like most people like with accolades with awards are 
being like shown more than people with like actual talent too. Like does it like constitute like the more accolades? Yeah. yeah, that was like today. Yeah. yeah. So like maybe like in that sense too, like maybe it is like kind of like something that to agree with too, because with like the actual talent, you know, there are people that don't even have like enough like listeners or like enough fans and all that. But like the music is like very like immaculate to like hero and all that too. Like even we could say like that with like an MF Doom, MF Doom and all that, or like even uh, with um like uh, the far side and all that, like with their projects, like not a lot of people like knew them like in that sense too, but years later, like their sound has been like more so like, you know, I'd say more so uh, timeless in that sense, you know, because you could still hear like the rhymes, the lyricism, like the subject matters today. And like, you know, you could definitely like listen to it today as opposed to like listening to it like several years ago and with other songs too that were like only hot in that specific region or like that specific time period you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's only like dated to that extent. Like it wouldn't be played like in 2023 now, as opposed mm-hmm. to like when it was like played like years back and all that. So I definitely agree in that sense. Yeah, man. Yeah. I feel that. Almost um, definitely. And, you know, being a South Asian artist too, in that sense, like what's that process like assimilating like Desi South Asian culture in hip hop and rap, which is like primarily like black music, black culture. Have you ever felt like it was like hard at times uh, to, to attain acceptance and approval from like your black peers in that sense? Yeah, it kind of goes back to um, maybe the first or one of the earlier questions you were asking about, about like the Gujarati culture and that. And I guess because in Brampton, like I was saying, we were just sort of rejecting it or not really like too immersed in that world. Like I, I pretty much fully grew up in the in the hip hop space. You know, like people put me on to hip hop when I was like six, seven years old. And it was and it was a mix of people. Like it was brown people, black people, like like East Asian people, like everybody, you know, like we all just kind of grew up on on the same thing. Cause especially back then, like nowadays hip hop's like the global main genre of the world, you know, but back then it was like the counterculture, you know, it was definitely like not the mainstream and like my parents weren't down with me listening to it because of like, they're like, oh, it was all the swear. All they heard was the swearing. They didn't even understand the English, you know, properly like that. So uh, I didn't really even think about it like that, like um, gaining acceptance or assimilating. I just kind of like felt like I was kind of always in it because in Brampton too, like every school, every high school has like some few people trying to be rappers, few people trying to be DJs, dancers, like it was pretty normal and there was no real barrier on on ethnicity and, and I'm sure that extends to Toronto too. It's just like yeah. a crazy just mix of people and it, you know, it's all blended in. Yeah, and yeah. especially when you're young, you don't even like think about those deeper things too much. And so yeah, it wasn't until honestly, even like later in uni when uh I, I finally started like going back and trying to mix in like brown samples and like Indian yeah. instruments and things into the music yeah. and incorporating it. Uh, because like, to be honest, like when I was growing up, I actually did like, like always enjoyed those types of songs from like Timbaland and Just Blaze yeah. and Kanye. Like, so I was kind of slacking and thinking like, yo, why didn't I do this before? And then I got yeah. into it. And, and now it's like, it's heavily in there. You know, like I was saying, I tapped into the whole Indian Desi hip hop scene yeah. and I don't speak Gujarati or Hindi that well or anything like that. So I try to work with artists out of those um countries like all all yeah. countries from south asia and around the world you know just trying to mix it up and tapping with the world yeah no most definitely and like i've noticed like the whole like connection to with toronto and like other parts of canada and like other parts of the world like london like they're more accepting like i think everyone works together like as opposed to like america where with black artists and like you know black people like in that sense too like they have like a high standard for who gets accepted to the culture like who gets accepted to, to the cookout and all that Whereas with other cultures, because everyone has like different backgrounds like around the world, like there isn't that whole notion where, you know, one person can be only accepted in one culture. Like 
it's everyone that's accepted in one culture, you know, like there's like brown artists like working with black artists too, like Sudo Musiwala and like Black Boy Twitch and like Mozzie and all that. Like, you know, black rappers like sampling brown songs like King Von, CJ, Whoopty. So I definitely noticed and like even with the whole like Stefan Don, Sudo Musiwala song and like Steel Bangles, like you do notice like that acceptance too either way with like everyone like connecting uh, too. And, you know, this leads to like another question as well too. Is there like a specific standard for a South Asian rapper to make it in the mainstream uh, music scene nowadays? A specific standard? Like, in a sense, you know, like, to m- kind of make it in the, in the industry too, like, there's, like, some artists that kind of have to follow through, like, with similar traits and all that, or they have to follow within, like, a similar approach to kind of make it in, in that sense too to be more marketable. But do you feel like there should be, like, an open market? You know, like, there is, like, an open market to have, like, South Asian rappers or anyone else too to kind of be in it without like, you know, overstepping like that culture, like in that sense too, like, you know, overstepping, um, I'd say more like overstepping like boundaries in that sense. Yeah, I think it's, it's pretty open. I think just based on some of the artists that have popped off so far, like they have some pretty different sounds. So I think, uh, there's no real limit on it. And just going from like what's popping in, in India is like with, with hip hop, it's pretty new. Like, it was, it was definitely underground from, like, the 2000s and, like, early 2010s. But, like, mid-2010s, it really started blowing up on, like, a mainstream level. And now it's, like, it's taking over there the same way it's taken over North America. Yeah. But the difference is, like, they're new to, like, all the genres of hip-hop. So, like, people are blowing up doing boom-bap. People are blowing up doing trap, emo rap, like, everything. Yeah. And it's all happening at the same time. So there's a lot of, lot of potential and and the worlds are colliding, you know. Nas started a mass appeal in India. He's got yeah. this guy named Divine signed out yeah. there. Divine has songs with like Armani White and Jada Kiss and Russ yeah. and stuff. And everyone's everyone's mixing in. Tory Lanez had a song with Dilji Dosanjh and yeah. YG got a song with Karan Ajla. So yeah. a lot of like cross collabs, like kind of you were mentioning earlier with Sid doing that. So yeah, I think it's it's all it's all blending and and beyond yeah. music, just the whole world is in this fusion state. You know, yeah. all the foods are fusion, yeah, all the clothes exactly. are fusion. Everything is just like, yeah. everything's merging. And it's like, yeah. it's kind of sick, I think. It's like the best yeah. of different worlds just coming together and being like, yo, how can we tap in yeah. together? No, 100% too, because like, I know like with wide rappers too, because like, you know, usually too, there's like a lot of people that do tend to like gatekeep like the culture in that sense to on who gets accepted versus who, who doesn't get accepted or like who's like more marketable versus who's like not really like, you know, interesting in that too. And so it kind of like leads to that question too, like even um what I was like trying to rephrase because th- there is like, you know, some people that do tend to gatekeep and like there can only be like a certain person like in that level to represent like certain cultures, like, you know, Eminem to represent for white people or Nav to represent for like South Asian artists or sure, like yeah. Rich Bryan. So I kind of noticed like when there is that open lane for everyone to get through, like, you know, it all works either way, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, most definitely, man. And, Help each other okay, out. Yeah, man. Nah, 100% too. And, you know, with Toronto too, like, I think for brown artists, like, it's, like, very, like, amazing to see right now. I mean, Nav, like, paved the way too, like, when he blew up in, like, 2017 and all that. And then it led to everyone else, like, coming in in that sense too. And, you know, in my question, um, how do you even, like, feel about it, like, with South Asian rappers, like, blowing up, like, in Toronto, like, with Nav, A.R. Paisley, Lion Score, uh, Lil OT, uh, Roadrunner, and, you know, like, he's not even from uh, Toronto, uh, but uh, Tesher, you know, with uh, Jalebi, uh, D- Jaleshi Baby or something like that? Or? Jalebi Baby, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, how do you uh, feel about that right now with, like, brown artists in Toronto or, like, South Asian artists in Toronto kind of 
like making like a name for the from the, for themselves too in that sense. Yeah, it's sick, bro. It's sick. It's it's a wave of people doing their own thing. I think um a lot of the artists you mentioned, they're they're doing their own thing, like in their own pockets, yeah. which is pretty cool. It'd be sick to see like more people collaborating and like working together and, and building that too. I try to do that with with all the artists that I know. Yeah, you know, some, all those artists I don't I'm I'm not um I don't know them all like that, so haven't yeah. worked with those people yet. But nah, it's sick to see just sick to see yeah. people leveling up and yeah. elevating. So it's always good to see people doing their thing. Yeah. Honestly, regardless of what uh, ethnicity or thing they are, it's just it's just cool to see people going yeah. for their dreams and and grinding. You know, yeah, well, I'm definitely. I know Nav's like you know on that high level right now, so I don't see like you know anyone like even tapping in with Nav unless unless like you're in like a circle and all that. But I feel like within like your like level range too, like within like the connects, like you know with AR with Linus with like OT Roadrunner like. I think like one collab that I actually want to see from you, like maybe it could work out, but you and AR Paisley too, like him being from Saga, you being from Brampton, like I do definitely see like that whole like collab like coming soon and all that too, because he's like very like on a high approach with like his lyricism and with everything else too, you're doing the same thing too. So I definitely see like an AR Paisley, like Spitty, like collab coming soon and all that, you know? True, true. Maybe <laughs> maybe you're manifesting yeah, it right man. now, yeah. Yeah, man. No, Find out. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but um, you know, Suda Muse Awala uh, and all that, mm-hmm. like I mean, he's like the biggest like artist like throughout the world and all that. And like, you know, rest in peace, like with him like tragically passing away just like last year and all that. I don't know if like people ever talked about you like about this, but how do you uh, react to the death of him like last year and how did you feel about his impact on what he brought to like South Asian, like Punjabi music and like within hip hop and mainstream music during that time? Yeah, he was definitely, you know, one of the bigger artists, like you said, and it was pretty crazy, pretty sudden, his uh, his passing, so I definitely didn't expect it. Can't say I was, like, listening to him too much like that, because I honestly just don't listen to Punjabi music that much. I don't understand it, so I'm not, like, that invested in it. But, you know, growing up in Brampton and um, specifically, like, Ray Lawson, Sheridan area, his his impact is, like, really, you know, really known and... Uh, Right after he passed, they they planned like a couple of days after they planned like the the vigil or whatever at College Plaza, which yeah. is like the plaza across Sheridan College that everyone pulls up to, and that for me that's like walking distance, you know. So yeah, I pulled up there and like it was cool, it was cool just to show respects and like see like the amount of community that came out, you know, in support for a guy who he wasn't even born there. He think he came there in like the late twenty tens and yeah. then just popped off in the music scene with the Brown Boys and all yeah. that. So. It's uh, it's crazy. Like, and, and yeah, he's got a big impact. I think a lot of that comes through with the him having the right connections, like I said, with Brown Boys and, and working with some of the people here that helped him establish. And now, that bridge is really there of like a lot of a lot of people from like Punjab coming to Brampton or Canada and like uh, working with people here and, and trying to trying to blow up. You know, like people come here as students, but they're trying to make it as artists. Yeah. So it's like a it's a crazy game people are yeah. playing. If it works, it works, you know. So yeah. salute to all of them on the hustle. Yeah, yeah man. AP like Dylan too in that in that sense too, because he was like yeah. in Vancouver and like now he's like in the Junos and all that, like performing. And it's like amazing to see like with everyone like coming in, like within like that whole South Asian community, just like with representation, everything like that. It's kind of like similar to how like the Mexican and like Spanish community is like blowing up like in the States and all that with a lot of like Mexican and like Spanish rappers collabing with the Chorito music, with everything going on. So Definitely amazing to see and all that, you know? Yeah, man. And um, have you ever felt that you've grown as an artist from the start of your career until now? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think 
even if you weren't like trying to grow, if you just kept doing something over and over again, like naturally you'd probably get a little better. But I think when I started, I thought I was a lot better than I was. So I wasn't so focused on growth. I was just focused on blowing up and going viral and trying to make it. And it took a few years for me to really sit back and be like, oh, let me actually focus on improving my my cadence or my voice or my breath control or this or that. You know, there's so many different ways you can develop as a rapper, as an artist, as a creator, whatever. And, you know, nowadays, like, that's my constant focus is just, like, self-improvement, you know? Because I think if you're just leveling up yourself, then if you think you're on the right path and your stuff's doing what it needs to be doing, then if you're constantly improving, then your your work's going to keep improving. So that's that's what I'm definitely focused on. And, yeah, 100% grown a lot oh, since the man. beginning. It's been, it's been, like, over 10 years, you know? Yeah. So if I didn't improve, that'd be crazy, yeah. bro. I'd be like, yeah, what's yeah, wrong man. with this guy? <laughs> I think nowadays, too, like, I think you're on your way to, like, legendary status and all that, too, just, like, with everything going on. So Trying to, man. Trying to. Yeah, man. Working. Nah, for sure, you know? And I think we already talked a lot about, like, TikTok in that sense, too, with, like, marketing and everything else, too. But um, mm. to speak more on computer programming, tech, and all that, like, how do you, like, implement that, what you've learned from, like, schooling and, like, in the tech industry to, like, your music, like, and your branding in that sense, too? I would say I haven't implemented it too much into my music and branding. I feel like definitely initially, like, it wasn't something I was trying to rap because, like, I was trying to be a rapper, you know? I wasn't trying to stuff people, tell people, like... I'm doing this computer science or whatever. Yeah. So it was more so after, like, and especially now, now that I quit, that now it's more of a story because now it's not, like, my identity no more. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I'll say is, like, just being around computers and being in the tech space a lot and doing all that, like, being able to, you know, edit my own videos and, and handle all the social media and figure out these different things and, like, um, make my own website and run my own merch shop and all that kind of stuff that's, like, it's it's pretty simple but like if you have just like the experience of using a computer and troubleshooting a lot of things like becomes way easier so I feel like I'm pretty used to managing myself and figuring things out and fixing stuff so I never had to like outsource a lot of that work and I could just handle it on my own and to be honest now actually I'm I'm, I'm slowly working on some things where I'm trying to implement yeah. uh my you know my tech skills and my programming skills into the music because yeah. there's definitely an overlap and and now especially with things like nfts and the whole web3 space growing yeah. in that like uh the programming and coding world and the rap and the yeah. music is like it's just blending like crazy yeah and almost definitely and i mean ai chat gpt and all that like chat mm. gpt like it's like more used for like songwriting right now and then ai like you know the whole like drake weekend like hard my sleeve type shit and all that it's yeah yeah too crazy uh right now so how do you even like feel about that situation with ai and like chat gpt like taking over i think you gotta always adapt to whatever technologies arise, you know? Always the technologies and things are gonna keep progressing. Like we live in a society yeah. in a world where we've decided that like growth is infinite and like yeah. the economy literally like is structured on the fact that we have to keep progressing. If like we decide one day we wanna stop, like everything's gonna collapse. So because of that, we just have to keep progressing and innovating. And even if you don't want to, someone else will want to and that's gonna push the whole world forward. And I'm sure, you know, 30, 40, whatever, however many years ago when people started like taking records and sampling them and flipping them yeah. like that. People were like, yo, you can't be doing that. That's like yeah. my music. And now you're flipping yeah. it and, and creating different things. And, yeah. uh, you know, especially when it got electronic and you could chop it up in crazy different ways, doing remixes and all that. Like people, people freak out about that too, but it's all about adapting. Like if you believe in yourself and, and your identity and creativity, then uh, the technology shouldn't be a limit. It should just be a, a, a tool, you know, and you should be able to, figure out how to yeah. how to 
express your art or yeah. your thoughts in any medium, I think. Yeah, no, most definitely. And, like, I think, like, with one question, too, it's, like, even, like, within a means of consent, too, because, you know, anyone can take, like, a certain amount of vocals and, like, put it, like, into a song, too. Like, I was, like, watching uh, this um, IG thing where... I think it's like an IG post where I think someone used Kanye's like vocals to put like a, a song from like a rapper named Rio, the Young OG's like legendary song too. So like even in a situation where like, let's say I take your vocals and then I put it into a song that I already like song wrote and like, you know, I took it without your consent in that situation too, or like there's like no means of consent. Like how would you like react to it? Like in that sense. Yeah, I think the copyright and all that stuff is is tricky, and obviously, like people care about it because because of the money. But just from an art standpoint, like that stuff's kind of irrelevant, you know. Like the yeah. art only like is modeled with all the the copyright and that because of the money, you know. Yeah. And if if that wasn't really there, then I think people would be free to remix and yeah. recreate and and take and and be inspired from things like however they want. And when you when you look at a lot of like people who who talk about the future talk about things in more like i don't know um progressive ways like it's just about like yeah just like just let it be you know like yeah. hip-hop hip-hop thrives because of like that whole culture you know that's kind of yeah. what it was based on so it's like for me can't be doing that there's some artists who are saying like yo if you do a if you do an ai flip like yeah just give me 50 percent and it <laughs> yeah. will go crazy yeah. like i think that's like the smarter way yeah. to do it because yeah. you can't you can't like prevent things you know like no matter what back in the day um, we had all these like mega video and mega upload watching yeah. bootleg videos and then like that's why Netflix and those yeah. things popped off because like they try to like um, regulate it and, and and monetize off of it so give it a give it a few years maybe not even a few months and I'm sure like all these labels will like create AI models yeah. of their own artists and then like yeah. make you use those licensed ones to 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 yeah. work with you know so they'll be making yeah. money off every time you use it instead of just using yeah. it on your own yeah i mean they did that with like fn mecca but like it didn't like last long too. right right <laughs> so yeah that was I the test probably yeah. that was just the test yeah. run you know now it's coming yeah, full man. force they're gonna they're gonna adapt yeah. nah for sure man i mean we just have like these uh last couple questions uh for a bit for too sure. uh, but um what are your favorite like movies tv shows podcasts and like books that you recommend to anyone that's like tuning in right now dang that's a lot hold up uh, what'd you say movies like movies like if you have like a favorite movie or a tv show or a podcast or a book that you'd uh have been like tapping in more or, like that you want to like recommend uh which ones uh, would you recommend uh, like it could be one or the other and all that you know like it doesn't have to be like each individual one so. oh i see i see yeah uh let me think let me think uh this well my favorite tv show of all time is the wire <laughs> why you seen the wire yeah man all seasons you yeah, know? yeah so the I, wire is is Top, well, first of all, HBO just makes like crazy yeah. TVs, like home, home, home movies. Yeah. They live up to their title, you know. Like this yeah. stuff's crazy. Yeah. But The Wire, holy, <laughs> that's like I try to explain to people. Like it's yo, it's like if Game of Thrones happened in the hood, you know. Like they break down all the factions and stuff. They and they tell you the, the story from all the pr perspectives, yeah. you know, of like the gangs and the police yeah, and the journalists exactly, and the kids and the politicians. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a deep show. That's like it's got funny moments. It's got serious moments. It's got action. So definitely watch that. And then yeah. books. I haven't read too many books recently. I, I definitely grew up reading a lot of books, though. And, like, um, more recently read a lot of more of, like, nonfiction, like, kind of life improvement books. Uh, what's a sick one, though? Classic one that I, I uh, read, probably one of the first ones, is How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's, like, an OG book. That's, like, from, like, the 20s or 30s. But it's just, like, super obvious, like, once you read it, like, advice on how to operate in life. But sometimes you just need to, like, remind yourself and, like, actively... Like do those things, and then you'll you'll find yourself 
being a better person and having better interactions, yeah. you know? So that's yeah. that's a sick book. Another sick book is uh Sapiens. You ever read right. Sapiens? Uh I think I've I read the How to Win Friends and Influence People. I don't know, but the Sapiens one I might have I I might have to check when I get home. Yeah, Sapiens yeah. Is pretty crazy. It's like uh this guy um he takes you through the history of like Homo sapiens yeah. from like when there was like six or seven human species in the world until there was one and then how they went from yeah. like hunter-gatherers to farmers to yeah. all this stuff. And it's actually crazy because it answered like a lot of my a lot of questions I had just about like how we got to this point, you know? I think sometimes we just like are born and we just go into the rat race and just like yeah. let it all be. But sometimes it's like, yo, why? Like, why am I even doing any of this? So yeah. had a lot of those questions, you know, some years back. And some of these books, pretty, pretty helpful to yeah, answer man. them for sure. sure. Have you watched Oz before? The Wizard of Oz? No, Oz. Like it's an actual TV show on HBO. Uh, back then, like in the late nineties. Um, I oh, mean, nah, uh, nah, I haven't seen that one. Definitely uh, check that out too. But it actually paved the way for all the shows on HBO: Sopranos, Wire, or uh, like Rosewood. I think it's like a TV show too. Game of Thrones, Euphoria. It helped set the standard on the whole like explicit content and the long form content on like HBO. So, oh, okay, okay. So yeah, definitely check that out. Like if you're into like whole like the whole like prison type stuff, like you know, in a men's prison, all that type of stuff, too. I mean, there's some notable actors on there, uh, like Dean Winters, J.K. Simmons, uh, Adewale, Rick Fox, yeah, Bodie from The Wire was, like, also, like, on there, too. Uh, Leon, like, a lot of other people. Definitely watch that. Like, it'll blow your mind, too. So, and, like, you'll notice, like, the influence on, like, and it was, like, based on, like, the late 90s and ended, like, in, like, 03 and all that. So, definitely, yeah, check that out, too. Okay, but, okay, sick, yeah. yeah. And, like, how do you deal with your mental health as a person of your caliber with everything going on in your life? Have you ever felt that times so it could be, like, overwhelming? <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, it's pretty much always overwhelming. There's a lot, lot to do, a lot going on as, as I've been pushing myself more and just trying to take on more it just compounds and never stops, to be honest. Like, today I woke up at, like, 9, and I, I use, like, a to-do list type of, like, calendar just to mark all the things I need to do, and I literally have things... I need to do from 9 a.m. to like 12 a.m. And it's just like full locked in. Most of it's like music related stuff. Some of it's just like house chores yeah. and stuff. But some of it's like coming here, you know. So it's just like the grind just don't stop, you know. And like yeah. there's actually even more stuff that I need to do today. But literally the, there was not enough time in the day. So I got to push that <laughs> to tomorrow. Yeah, and that's just how it goes, you know. Like um, I try to like be a little smart with my sleep and stuff. But some days it's just too many days in a row where I don't don't sleep enough. It gets a little crazy, you know. So Honestly, how do I handle it? That's a good question, yo. I, I got asked that a couple times before, and I, and I don't really know, like, the best answer because I haven't fully figured it out yet. It's, like, more so, like, a process uh, going on. Like, you have to, like, kind of figure out, too, and then when you have that set solution or, like, that set answer, like, it'll be, like, the one right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, you know, I think, like, that whole work-life balance is key, but, like, yeah. also sometimes in your life, there's just certain times where, like, the momentum and things are just crazier than other times, you know? Like... If you were a freaking NBA player, like game five is going to feel a lot yeah, different yeah. than uh, game five of the regular season is going to feel a lot different than freaking game five of like the NBA finals, yeah, yeah, you know? Exactly. So it's just like different, different things in your life going on, different momentum yeah. and like the amount of effort and energy you need to put in to, to do what you need to do in that, that period of your life is going to be different. So right now it's really just like this, like climactic point, you know, like a lot yeah. of things are going crazy <laughs> for me. So I'm just trying to keep pushing and see like how far I could take it. Yeah, man. And you don't have, like, any regrets in your life? Or do you have, like, any that you'd like to share, like, in that sense, too? Because I kind of asked that, like, at the end, too, so. 
I try not to like have regrets, but I for sure do because when I was younger and, and even to this day, like I'm still breaking out of it, but I was just mad anxious. And like um, when I was a kid, like just super nervous and scared to like always like seize opportunities and go for the things or like whatever the people I wanted, you know? So like, yeah, you know, there's definitely been regrets, but a lot of those are pretty minuscule in the grand scheme of things because I think over time I've, I've got better at it and now I try to just go for everything I want. So like the way I live now is like more in line with how I've always wanted to be. Cause like, that's one thing is like, I found is like, if you don't try, like that's when you get that regret, you know, you yeah. just, that what if thought comes into your head and I, and I don't want to leave that there. So I try to just try everything I can, you know, like quit the job, go for the yeah. music. We're about to, about to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. And you know, I, I want to ask like, do you have any like closing out remarks you'd like to say like for the end uh, right here? Uh, you can find me on all platforms, yo. S P I T T Y Spitty on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. And then on street, I mean on uh, social media, Spitty nine five S P I double T Y nine five. Instagram, TikTok, you know, Facebook. If you use that, Twitch, YouTube. I'm trying to I'm trying to push YouTube a lot more. Uh-huh. And I got a song a month at least dropping this whole year. So in April, I dropped two songs. I dropped the EP. True, true, yeah. But at least one song a month dropping for the whole year. Oh, just trying oh, to stay oh. consistent with visuals and content. So grind yeah. don't stop, <laughs> yo. Yeah, man. You know, Spitty, you know, legendary episode, like legendary conversation right here. So Appreciate and you, I'd like to give you your flowers and all that, you yes, know, sir. just with everything going on. You know, keep grinding, keep doing you. You know, like you're a gem, like in like a stone full of black and all that so you have to kind of like rise to like the top either way too and i wish like nothing but the best for you with your career and everything else too and you know i'd like to end it off to thank everyone for watching you know thank you everyone for tuning in and all that to this legendary 30th episode it'll be out on all platforms soon spotify apple Podcasts, buzzsprout wherever you get your podcasts youtube if you want to see like the visuals and all that you might see a clip on like tiktok instagram and all that so like definitely uh, tap in definitely check in uh, on that new ep peel volume free out now on all platforms and check out everything else too with Spitty's, uh social media and everything else too and with the platform as well too and this is josh also known as yashu episode 30 the legendary rapper spitty 95 <laughs> b-town zone on tila y talks Signing off. <laughs> yes, sir. Ah, sick, bro. Yeah, man. No, it's uh, legendary out right there and all that. You know, it was a uh, great you, episode. Yeah, man. Yeah. conversation. <laughs>